Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. I've been too high up to fall, question marks, what's up with y'all? All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. All we know is over time, barking like some underdogs. Underdogs, underdogs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest here with me. Sabrina, how are you, my friend? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. It's such a pleasure to have you, honestly. We got on this call, and I was like, I love your energy. I love your hair. I love all the things. I can't wait to dig into your story. You're such a powerhouse. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You're great. (laughs) and I could say the same about you so oh thank you you know it's just like the divine feminine rising right like we're just like pumping each other up like this is how it's supposed to be right 100 each other on cheerleading and all the things it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing but Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to hear your backstory because I've read all the amazing things that you're up to in the world and I'm like man I can't wait to dig in and hear all the details on everything so I guess I'll start here what inspired you on your journey to where you are today, Sabrina? Where I am now is actually for real, a direct connection to my story. Any other time that you would have asked me that question, it didn't always correlate, but now more than ever, it correlates. For those of you that are listening that don't know me, my name is Sabrina Victoria. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. So I always say that I've been uh, in sales since I was five. Hawking religion, Jehovah's Witnesses go door to door and we sell religion. So, or they sell religion. So, you know, immediately just kind of in the realm of building communities, building a community in that case of religion and everything was okay until I got pregnant at the age of 20 with no husband. And that's what really pivoted my entire life. I was cast out into the world uh, in that religion. If you sin, sin like that, they call do what's called disfellowshipping or shunning, where you are just kind of dropped like a hot potato. No one wants to talk to you. No one wants to associate with you. And every person I knew, including my immediate family, cut off all communication. And when I say all communication, I mean, when I finally gave birth to my son and I called my parents to tell them that their first grandchild was born, not only did they not answer the phone, but they did not call me back. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. That is some strict ruling. Seriously? Yeah. Serious shot. Like even in the, like what? Yeah. Bad. Real bad. So I did my best to get back into the religion. I was going all the time. I was doing all the things. They don't talk to you. They don't acknowledge you, but you do still have to keep going in order to get back in. And what happened was during that time where I have a little baby, I'm talking to nobody, including my parents. I have baby daddy who I'm not married to going to the meetings or going to church with me, trying to get my status back as a Jehovah's Witness. And maybe my son was six months or so. I was invited into the back room of one of the kingdom halls, which is what Jehovah's Witnesses call their churches. And I sat down with the elders and they were like, you're doing really good. Good job. We see that you're committed. We see you're coming. We see you praying. We see that you're doing the work. 
because they have all these articles you underline, you study, and they glance over, they make sure you're like doing all the assignments. And they're like, but what's going on with the baby's father? Like, are you marrying him? Are you living with him? Like what's going on? Because you need to get right with God. So they said, you have to either marry him or leave him. You can't just be doing this whole like playing house thing. So I didn't necessarily love my son's father, but like we were taking care of a baby together, but I was just so desperate just to like get right with God. Right. I was so desperate right. to get right with my parents, my mom that I broke up with him. And I didn't really think of the repercussions of that. Like I was just kind of naive and kind of stupid. And I broke up with him, not realizing um, money. So he got super pissed at me and he left. And I led from that point on, I mean, my son was young. I mean, I don't even want to say he was six months. I'm going to say he was more like three months, but I just led the stereotypical single mom broke ass life of no money, literally no money. I was had a rolling balance of negative $172 in my bank account, car getting reported at the parking lot, eviction notices on my apartment door, wanting to commit suicide, dealing with postpartum depression, anxiety, sin, unworthiness, just hate, just hating everything. And um, yeah, I, I met a guy. Oh my goodness. Sabrina, thank you so much for, for sharing that. I know it's never easy to go back to those moments in our lives, right? But then you, when you realize without it, our lives wouldn't be what they are yeah. today, right? Like those dark places. I remember going back into those dark places with, you know, like toxic exes and just horrible, horrible moments. But like, you look back and you're like, I needed this, this lesson. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you look back on it now during the time being, you're like, what the hell, you know, (laughs) I'm sure. Right. Like anybody would who's struggling through anything, but now you look back and you're like, you know, this was part of the puzzle. This was part of the journey and needed that in order to elevate to the next, to the next level. Yeah. So you met a guy. Okay. So let's get into that. Like, how did the transition go from going from all of these kind of feelings of despair and unworthiness and that, you know, just the circumstance in general into stepping into that world. Cause that's like a quantum leap, you know? Yeah. I thought so too. So, um, this guy had money. I thought he was given to me by God. Like literally I ignored all of the red flags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, just young and dumb, just didn't know anything. I couldn't pay my rent. I'm literally getting kicked out of my apartment like every other month. I mean, just horrible. So anyways, he comes to me. We're, you know, we've been dating for a few months and he's like, hey, why don't you just come live with me? You can just take care of the house, keep up clean and you don't have to pay for rent. You just take care of the house. I was like, oh my God, thank God. God, like, thank God. So I move in, I'm all excited. There's red flags everywhere, but I'm just totally ignoring all of them. Then soon after that, He's like, I'm barely making any money at my job. I'm making like $9 an hour trying to support a baby, car, gas. You know what I mean? I'm finally pulling myself out of debt and paying off some of my credit cards because now I don't have rent. And he goes, just dump the job and work for me. We'll build an empire together. Like we'll just pull our forces together. We'll build this beautiful thing. And again, just fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that hundred percent. So quit my job. I didn't ask him how much he was going to be paying me. So he paid me nothing. And what happened, well, this is what happened. So what happened is I'm working, working, working a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And I have no money. Like all my money's gone, literally no money. I have my car payments due, my phone is due, childcare. So I finally was like, 
I guess I have to have an uncomfortable conversation with this guy about money. He's just not paying me. At first I thought he was like forgetting. So anyways, I sat down with him. I was like, Hey, he's like, don't worry about the phone. We'll put the phone in my name. So you don't have to worry about that. Don't worry about the car. We'll put the car in my name and I'll pay you 200 bucks a week to pay for the rest. Yeah. So I'm working 14 hours, 15 hours, 16 hour days for real, making 200 bucks. This pays for necessities and groceries, basically, which we're both eating. Plus I'm totally taking care of the house, plus cooking, plus I have to keep my physique up, plus be mom. Okay. Still in debt, still no money, still living paycheck to paycheck. Eight years down the line, mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, just times 10, just worse and worse and worse over the years. Eight years in, I will never forget the day I was on the floor in the bathroom having a total mental breakdown, just so confused because he's like, any girl would dream to have this. By this point, eight years in, we had gone from a townhouse with an office in his house, Mm -hmm. five houses paid in full, 12 cars paid in full. We're working in four different states, eight different offices. I'm running everything and nothing is in my name, $200 a week. Still, I did a Google search. I'm on the floor, just having a total breakdown. Like I'm dying. I'm worked to death. I can't even breathe. I'm so effing tired. I'm getting raped multiple times a week because I hate this guy, right? Like I, I like I'm getting to the point. He's, he's so mean. You're ghetto. You're disgusting. You don't know anything. You never went to college. I saved you. You need to be grateful. You have no business. Even though I'm running his entire business, he's continuously telling me that I'm stupid and I'm dumb and I don't know anything. And that if it wasn't for me, I'd be, you know, who knows? So I did a Google search in the bathroom. So I go from like totally freaking out and crying and screaming at the same time. I feel like I'm dying on the bathroom floor. I did a Google search. The Google search was, why is my boyfriend bullying me? Because I didn't know any other vernacular other than the word bully. I'm just like, he's a bully. He's being mean to me. And the whole world of narcissistic abuse, toxic relationships, financial abuse, emotional, sexual coercion just hits me right in the face. And I'm like, holy fuck, are you serious right now? I didn't even know any of this stuff. So immediately within like, I'm not even kidding, within 20 seconds of having a full blown out breakdown, bottom of the barrel, all of a sudden, every single light in my head turned on. And I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. Within a very short amount of time, I opened a secret bank account. I started three online secret businesses. It took me four years, but over the four years, I was able to collect $50,000 and literally run away. I took my son, our clothes and my bicycle. That's it. I left everything else behind. I started all over again with a mattress on the floor and everything that I do now in my business revolves around building community. I really believe the reason I was in such a dark space for so long was because of the lack of community, the lack of being able to ask questions, the lack of curiosity, the lack of being able to say, is this normal to anybody? Kept me in that dark spot. And that's part of being in a relationship that's toxic. They keep you isolated. They don't want you talking to friends. They don't want you hanging out. They want you staying with them, them yeah. only in their house, just you and them. And yeah. now I'm all about let's expand. 
Let's meet everybody. Let's ask all the questions. Let's hear stories like this in order to learn from other people so that we don't make the same mistake. Sabrina, I'm kind of speechless over here. Um, I'm just like so amazed at your grace, at what you've been through and still being able to stand tall and found a way and just like found a way out because I've heard so many stories of women in situations like this and it like shatters your whole heart to hear it, right? But all of us, one way or another, we've experienced a toxic relationship. You know, it depends on the extremities, right? For sure. But like, it's so crazy how common it is. And you're absolutely right. They gaslight the shit out of you. Yeah. And then they make you feel like you're the problem. And if you threaten to walk away, then they threaten, you know, a whole bunch of other things that you're like, oh my God, that's even worse than me leaving. Right. Yeah. So like, it's just like this constant, you're stuck in this, in this constant, and it's not just, you know, physical abuse, like you mentioned, there's sexual, there's mental, there's all these other elements in that community. Had you had that sooner may have been able to pull you out sooner. Like you said, yeah. exactly. You know? So sticking together is definitely the biggest thing and sharing these stories and really talking about it. So I really appreciate you sharing that because it's extremely powerful and I'm in awe of you that you were able to make it and do your thing. And now you're using that to elevate others at the highest level. So I absolutely love that. Absolutely. A hundred percent, you know, and a lot of, you know, as far as using the story. I don't know if you've done any work or heard anything regarding um, inner child work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots so, of work on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anyone that doesn't know what it is and it's just like anything, right? It's a concept. It's a theory that you can or cannot believe in. And just like anything, right? Just like God universe, you have to have faith, right? You have to like truly believe it. And this is a concept that for me, resonated so beautifully for me that it's real. Like it is real for me. And the concept is you are every year you've ever been inside of you. So I believe that I have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 22, a 29, a 40, 40-year-old inside of me. And every single one of them has lived for one year. And every single one of them went through trials and tribulations, some of them way worse than others. And the reason that this concept resonates with me so much, and the reason that I strive for greatness now where I am in my life is because there is a 23-year-old inside of me and a 27-year-old who wanted to commit suicide. She woke up every day hating life. She was raped. She was all by herself. She had nobody to ask questions to. And she wanted to not live anymore. And there was something inside of her that knew she just had to make it one more day. And if she could just make it one more day, she was betting on the future Sabrina to make a difference, to learn, to grow, and to teach others. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe that because there was always a little burning light or like a gut feeling of this is not my life. This is not where I'm supposed to be. There is something bigger and there is something greater than this for me. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. And I still don't know, right? Because we're always evolving. Right. But I am so grateful to the Sabrina's 
that lived for their time period and never giving up, waking up every single day with a positive attitude, waking every up every single day and doing whatever it takes, waking up every single day and working really hard, consuming, learning, building upon what she already knew in order to make better decisions. And because of that, I am now in a position where I am now, where I am now mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and really recognizing that I have a duty and an obligation, not only to the women that I am pulling towards me, but also to the, the Sabrina's inside of me that got me to where I am today. I absolutely love that. I love that, Sabrina. I mean, this is one of the things that I've been kind of harping on the last two two, three years, especially, and realizing this inner child work, like you said, these Sabrinas that are working inside of you and recognizing them, right? Because if you keep them off to the side and you never heal them, they're just going to keep manifesting in this lifetime and through different relationships, situations, all of that stuff. But healing that and, and going back from that is huge. And I love that you shared that those Sabrinas, no matter what, always had that little burning passion, just one more day. Keep going one more day. And I know that they're grateful for future Sabrina now, which is so incredible. Oh my God. I just it chills everywhere when you're speaking. My goodness. So powerful. So, so powerful. And with this inner child work is such, you know, for anybody who's listening, that's kind of hearing it for the very first time. It's something that you really need to look into. Your inner child is, is the unhealed versions of yourself. As Sabrina was explaining, like you have all these different versions of you, you know, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, you know, and you have experiences throughout those years. And there are things that could have traumatized you or affected you that you don't even realize have affected you. And it's, I mean, this stuff gets deep. And and a lot of the times our brain, because it's trained for survival, doesn't want us to go into fight or flight or stress mode or send your nervous system going bonkers, right? So it kind of represses that. However, in your subconscious mind, this inner child lives. And if you don't heal it, it's going to show up in your relationships, right? So we see this constantly, right? Or there's generational, you know, there's generational trauma with things like this, right? We live in this life consistently. If we are just like, imagine yourself on a train, don't know where you're going, right? No awareness, no spatial awareness as to where you're going. Like, how are you going to know what stop to get off at? Yeah. You're not. Life can just pass you by and that train's going to keep going, keep going, keep going. So if you don't have this inner awareness of like, man, something's going on. What is it that I need to heal? right? It's a whole deep, deep, deep journey. But what Sabrina's talking about is real powerful stuff. Because if you can set your inner child free, right, it takes work. Believe me, and it's not pretty either. It's not like rainbows and sunshine and it's, it's, it's crying, mental, emotional release. I mean, there's a whole lot of a whole lot of process that goes behind that, Sabrina. I'm sure you know with this, it's not pretty, right? But yeah. but it's absolutely worth it. And then you can break those cycles in your life, especially when you start to see patterns. And a lot of this happens in relationships, right? So growing up, if if there was like a broken family and stuff, you see it often where it manifests into the children and it continues until someone breaks that cycle, right? Heals that inner child. So that's insanely powerful stuff. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, whenever triggers are popping up. So for those yeah. of you, you know, who you're going around going about life and then somebody just says something and you find yourself crying or just flying off the handle 
were immediately irritated. That's an inner child. That is a child inside of you who got triggered because of a past experience that he or she experienced. And they're immediately on the defense. And we all do defense different. We either cry or we scream or we do the silent treatment or whatever your go-to is, but it's not you. That's what I always say. It's not you. It's you giving power to one of your pasts, Sabrina's. Yeah, because we know, right? Because we always have to say sorry. So we know that we weren't supposed to do that, which is now we have to have an uncomfortable conversation. Now we have to sit down and like explain why we did the thing, which if you don't even know inner child work, then you don't even know how to explain it. You're just like, I don't know. It just happened. Sorry about that. But when you can start to connect to your inner child, then before you fly off the handle, you can check your 17-year-old or your 32-year-old. You can check that before they take control or take over power, you say, ah, (laughs) sit down, sit down. Because they what they need you to do as the current person is they need you to lead. They don't trust you to lead. That's the problem. They're not trusting you. You're not trustworthy. They're scared that you're not going to know how to handle that. So they jump in real fast and they take over your entire body. And they now control the situation, but they have to learn to trust you. So you have to tell them to sit the frick down and that you got this and that you can handle it now with the tools that you have learned through healing, which is what you know mm-hmm. Pamela was just talking about. Different means of communicating staying calm, breathing, box breathing, meditation, you know, things that you can do in order to calm yourself, to be able to have a more mature conversation. Amen, Sabrina. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And people think it sounds crazy. And I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, you set that inner child free. So much is going to shape shift inside your life. Like you don't even realize how much it affects you till it affects you till you become consciously aware of like, holy crap this is a pattern. (laughs) And it's like, how are you going to break that? When did you learn about inner child work? How long ago? Oh my God. About two, three years ago, uh, my spiritual advisor was just like, yeah, you've still got things to heal. Right. And I'm like, but I'm positive. And I'm like, they're like, Pam, first off, you're a Scorpio. You're deeply emotional. That's the step number one. They're Uh like, and uh, step number two is, you know, your trauma responses to certain things. I can see it. And then there's triggers and stuff. She's like, you're human. We all have stuff to work on, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, inner child work. I'm like, but I had a great, they're like, bam, there's parts of you, you know? And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, when you're forced to see how it manifests in patterns in your life, you start to realize how connected they are. And you're like, oh my God. And it really can hold you back, right? Like that subconscious mind, if you're not consciously aware of that, yeah, it's just going to continue over and over and over, you know, until you break that cycle. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. But especially in relationships, it manifests in crazy ways, right? But it manifests in other parts of our lives too. Because then you can get into like, oh God, like how um, emotions get stored in the body and all the stuff and how disease manifests itself. Now they're even, you know, holistic doctors are talking about, you know, disease shows up in your auric field before it even shows up in the body because it's all mental first. And then it manifests in different parts of us. And I'm like, I'm like, but it makes sense. Wait, say that again. Where does it manifest first? In, in my auric field. Auric field. Electromagnetic field that, that surrounds us. Outside of me. Mm-hmm. 
So feelings manifest Mm -hmm. in an Oracle field outside of me Mm -hmm. before in me. Your electromagnetic field that surrounds you because we're all energy. Yep. I can feel it. I can feel it before I feel it. Before it enters into your body, these diseases. Yeah. They're studying a whole bunch of stuff on that and creating machines that I can actually read this on you. So before, imagine knowing before you're going to get like a disease or something, because it has to do with, with a trigger and emotion, which is so wild. Yeah. Like there's so like, oh my gosh. Like, and guys, if you're hearing this for the first time about emotions being repressed into certain parts of your body, like it is, I'm telling you, I know a whole bunch of holistic doctors and I'm always keeping up with them, even though I am as polar opposite to the medical field as you could possibly possibly imagine i just you know in performance coaching i'm always looking at ways to elevate people's lives and studying this stuff is fascinating because your health is the number one block to you right if you feel like shit guess what you're probably not not going to go ahead and do anything yeah. like this hurts or that hurts or whatever you know yeah your health can really pull you back a lot but it's fascinating so and it stems from the emotions they said and then it'll capture it into the org field and there's a whole bunch of stuff but that that inner child work is key is super key because that's all the emotions that you're repressing inside. And if you heal and release those, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Game. I love that Sabrina. Oh my goodness. And in your pivot to being out on your own and building your empire, can you walk me through that transition? Like the different things that helped you throughout this journey when you finally stepped away and then you began building your own empire on your own, like the transition, how was the whole transition kind of leaving that toxic relationship, starting your own thing? And like, what helped you along that journey? It was super scary and super empowering. Yeah. Super empowering. You know, the way that I did it, I actually had put money on a home, a rental before I left, I was living in two places for about two months before I actually had enough guts to totally cut it off. But yeah, I mean, I remember the first night when I stayed at my place, cause I was, I did not ever stay at my place cause I was living with him. So at night I was with him, but the first, when we broke off everything, you know, and I stayed at my place for the first time, I remember this feeling of like freedom and not like knowing what to do because I was like, I don't have to do anything. Like I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. because there was always so many rules of like all the things, you know what I mean? Like when you're in a relationship like that, it's just a constant, it's just a constant, Mm -hmm. like doing, 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 which I'm still in that state of mind, but now it's just natural. I'm doing what I want to do and it's nice. But yeah, super empowering as far as, you know, the, the change in everything. I mean, I just, I went head first into my business and growing my business. I started out in one-to-one coaching. I did that for, I don't know, eight to 10 years or so, and then kind of flipped into what I'm doing now, which I've been building my community now for two and a half years. It's called Her Nation. And basically what happened is I just collected so many basically women. I started out coaching in the narcissistic abusive arena, which is all women. And then it went to um, emotional mental health, predominantly women. Then it went to time management organization, being a mom, 
being an entrepreneur, mostly women. And then I just had all these women. And I was like, what am I going to do with all these people? Like I have to put them somewhere. So I literally, I was organized, thank God, just naturally. And I started a Facebook group. At that time, it was called something different, but I started a Facebook group and I literally emailed everybody. I didn't have a CRM back then. So I literally emailed everybody one by one, not even kidding. Wow. And, you know, dropped them into this community and it's morphed since then. I mean, it's now an amazing group of women who all support each other. The entire premise is teacher student. So we're all teachers and we're all students at the same exact time. I believe that I have so much to learn, but I also believe that I have a lot to teach. And I believe that everyone is like that. So it's a very teacher-student atmosphere where people ask questions and everybody gives feedback. So there is a student who is wanting to learn something, is wanting some feedback. And then the women who understand or want to give feedback or show up as the teacher can show up as the teacher. And that is a community predominantly created out of what I wish I would have had in my past. You know, like if I would have had a community telling me that I am worthy and that I'm not a sinner and that having a baby is a miracle, not something to be, not something to feel ashamed of. My life would have gone a lot different. Right. A lot different. If I had women that were empowering me and saying, good for you, good for you for making a choice, not saying that either choice is good or bad. I am pro-choice, but good for you for making a choice, sticking with your choice and doing whatever it takes. And you are worthy and people do love you and people are cheering you on and people do want you to succeed. That is what my community is now. I absolutely love that, Sabrina. I love that. I mean, the community, the support, the resources, all of that stuff is is all next level. And to have that, you know, makes you feel like you're not alone. And I think that when you feel that, you can get through anything, right? That was, you know, in my hardest moments in, in business and in life. And I've, I would always be able to tap on someone who's gone through something, you know, if, if not exactly something similar or knew somebody who did and, and being able to tap into that person and being able to just vent and say, okay, how did you deal with this situation? And then kind of let that manifest on its own. Like that always helped get me through. Cause I'm like, you know what, if this person went through it, then I have a shot right? Like I have a shot to make it through this. So I love the work that you're doing. I find it absolutely incredible, especially for women, right? Because oftentimes like we feel alone, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. I mean, Jesus, like you can't really talk to like, I love my friends, right? But one of the things is like, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you can't really talk to everybody about everything, right? Because they don't get, they just don't get it. They don't have their <laughs> own business. Not that they're trying to bring you down or anything, you know, absolutely not there. I love them. I adore them. It's just a different you know, yeah. it's a different mindset. They just don't know what to tell you because they haven't been through it like innocently, right? Like they're just trying to help. But having that community is literally everything and the key to elevation. So I absolutely, I absolutely love that, Sabrina. Oh my goodness. And I mean, this this is my favorite question. And so I'm interested to see what you're going to say about this because I know there's a lot of lessons that you had throughout your lifetime. But what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now? What would be the number one thing? I mean, my mantra that I've had probably since my late 20s would probably be it. And that is, and I still say this to this day, is everything's going to be okay. 
And it sounds so like, really, that's what we're going to say. That's how how we're going to answer this question, Pamela. But for real, like think of the power in that. When you are down and out, anxiety, depression, not wanting, this is for entrepreneurs too, not wanting to do it anymore. This is too hard. Fuck this. I'm just going to be a manager at Target. Reassuring yourself, hey, everything's going to be okay. And you can calmly say that and remind yourself of all of the shit that you've already done. This is nothing. Like, look at all of the stuff you have done. Everything is going to be okay. And just those simple words, right? It's not this whole long plethora of things. It's just the simplicity of you can do hard things and everything is going to be okay. Resetting and then taking action. Just take some freaking action in the in a direction that will pull you out of whatever that is. It might be eating a tub of ice cream. I don't eat ice cream, but whatever it is, right? It could be binging on Netflix for two hours. It doesn't have to be like action. Sabrina said, take action. I have to sit down at my computer and write a list of things to do. Is that my go-to? Yes. My go-to is I'm obviously super overwhelmed. Let me write a bunch of crap down on a piece of paper of exactly what I need to do. And then I'll pull the first, you know, two or three things that make the most sense. And that is what I will start to get to work on because movement calms us. At least me, movement calms me, I should say. But other people that might not work, right? So like, what is your thing? What do you need to do? Check in with yourself. What do you need to do? Don't let too much time pass before you start being productive again. Don't let yourself fall into like a lull of depression, right? But allow yourself to do whatever you need to do in order to regroup and then hit the ground running again. Life is all about like walking and running. We don't, we're not always sprinting. Sometimes we are just walking along. That's okay. Absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Right when you mentioned everything's going to be okay, Sabrina, it reminded me of this um, billboard. I don't know why they've been putting so many of these up in Boston. So I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. They've been putting these billboards and I see them like on the highway often now. Then it says everything's going to be okay. And that's all it says, literally. And I'm like, and I remember every time I drive by it, I'm like, that's so powerful. Like it sounds so, so cliche, but like you said, it's super powerful. It is. And just, that's all it says. It doesn't say sponsored by anything. It doesn't say nothing. And I'm like, I like keep wanting to think who it is, but I don't know who it is. So like, isn't that awesome? My gosh. I love that so much. Can you take a picture of that? I will. And I'll send it to you. Cause I'm like, every time I see it, I get so happy. Cause I'm like, this is so good. Like somebody's going to need, need to see that today. And I don't know who it's going to be, but yeah. Oh, I love that. So you literally have no idea how much I love that. I'm not kidding. Like this is a thing that I would say to myself when I was going through all that shit, I would just have to be like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. That's gotten me to where I am now. I love that. It's powerful. It's not cliche, totally powerful. So I will send you a picture of that for sure. absolutely oh my goodness you're so amazing i'm like what's what's happening in sabrina's world next like what's up what is actually up in your world in the next like few months like what are you up to what's your community up to what's happening yeah there's a lot i love that you're asking this because i'm actually hosting my very first so i run a mastermind 
that runs parallel to my group. So my group is all females who are looking to break the cycle. They're stepping into their power, their confidence. They're no longer playing small. And then parallel to that is a very similar mindset, but strictly for female entrepreneurs. You mentioned the word lonely. So that's a a thing that we really hone in on is like, we're working together as a team, even though we're all in different niches, we're all selling different things. We come together every single week. We talk business, right? Because our friends don't like to talk business. So we come together, we talk business, we expand, we use each other to network, to collaborate, to build, to do podcasting panels, conferences together. And first open meeting I'm hosting where I'm pulling all of my, or whoever can come, my mastermind ladies together. And we're doing kind of like a brainstorm on what, what are we doing? Like, what is this community? What is it gonna, what is the vision? Cause I have my vision, right? I have my vision of what I would like it to be, but again, community. So the women who are investing in it, the women who are here for it, the women who are fully committed to it. What are their visions? What are their thoughts? And having us come together to create an expansion vision for us and being able to pull from each other and make this just something absolutely brilliant. So super excited about that. But yeah, big things. I mean, I have a 12 year plan for the community that I'm building and where I'm taking it, you know, right now concentrating on just females, but you know, big vision, hitting all humans, the idea behind it. And this sounds so crazy, but when I was going through my tough time, I used to Google inspirational or motivational speakers in order to like pump me up, right. To like help me get through the day. So I didn't like take my car off the bridge or something, spin my car off the bridge. So I joke now, but back then I was saved by old white men. That's who saved me. Old white men. Cause that's what Google would populate. Every time I would Google motivational speaker, a hundred white men would pop up. And then I would just like pick a white guy. And that guy would tell me that I'm awesome. He'd be like, you can do it. Everything's possible. Believe in yourself. And I'd be like, yeah, I do. But while I'm going through this, I'm like, where are all the freaking women? I'd have to like click and click and click and click and click to find a woman. And then even that woman was like older and just, and guess wiser, but like, where are my women? Like, where's a woman that like, I can directly relate to. And so the idea that I'm manifesting is my company, which is human better 365. It's a transformational company that I'm slowly creating that's going to be filled with programs, events, very much TEDx mixed with Mind Valley, and have speakers. And the idea is because I am percolating all females right now, that when I move them into Human Better 365, it'll be lopsided on the opposite direction of predominantly females with a few men peppered in. So that's kind of the vision for it is just, we need a platform that is for all humans. And when you go in, there is a plethora of females that are here to assist. I absolutely love that. I love that, Sabrina. I love where you're taking your community and all the things. And like you said, 
old white guys are the ones who have been inspiring you. And it was the same thing for me. I mean, whenever I was going through a hard time, like I would go on MySpace and go look at like inspirational quotes and stuff. And that stuff got me through. And then like any videos that you could find on YouTube, you know, but you're right. It's a predominantly male driven field. So why not bring the women into this and add some more flavor, you know? And because even from what I see too, same thing. Yeah. Mostly like if it is women, it's older women. And it's like, where, where am I? (laughs) Right. Yeah. You need somebody to like, you need somebody just a few steps ahead of you that is saying you can do it. Like watch me do it. You know, like you're real estate. So it's like being able to see somebody who's just a few years older than you freaking killing it. That is motivation for you. Cause you're like, dude, I'm just right behind her. It's like running like a marathon. You know what I mean? Like if you've got some big slender muscular dude in front of you, who's running, you got a couple miles between you, but you can see him. It's like, dude, there's no way. Like that's a big guy. He probably works out every single day and he's been training for this forever. But if you've got a woman who's your age, who's like one mile ahead of you and you're like, I'm going to beat this bitch. You not like that, but you know what I mean? You're like, I can do that. I can do that. We're similar age, similar body type, probably similar housing, kids, no kids, married, not married, whatever your thought process is. That's more tangible. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, we need it to be tangible where we can hear it relate to it and say, oh, I can take that step. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can close the distance easily. Yeah. Modeling. Yeah. Having a model that yeah. you go to say, hey, if she did it, I can do it, which is yeah. amazing. Oh my God, Sabrina, that's so awesome. I'm so excited to see how that manifests for you. I know it's going to be beautiful and absolutely incredible. And I know there's people listening right now that are like, where can I reach Sabrina and her awesomeness? And and hear about all these fabulous things. My main website is easy. It's my name, sabrinavictoria.com, sabrinavictoria.com. And that has everything. So it has my, my story, my bio, all my communities, my social media. I predominantly hang out on Facebook, probably 70% of the time. My second, it would be LinkedIn are my two like favorite places that I hang out. So if you wanted to follow me, those would be the two that you would want to click on where you'd actually be able to interact with me on a frequent basis. I love it, Sabrina. You are incredibly inspiring, incredible, and just all the things. Thank you so much for being here today and blessing the audience with your story. It was out of this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love.